Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Well, happy Sunday, everyone. It's wonderful to have you here today. We are finishing out Fear. We've been using this book all month called Fear of Thich Nhat Hans. The, the byline on it is Essential Wisdom for Getting Through the Storm. And today it's going to be part review of the things we've learned and also some new specific techniques that you can use if you find yourself in a fearful state or uh, with particular worries coming up for you. And first place I want to start is a bit of a review. I want to talk about how useful fear is. We are built with this mechanism of scanning our environment and deducing from what's going on in the world, from what people tell us, from the variety of cues and things happening when fearful things are up for us. And so, first of all, I want to say this is an amazing and a good thing. I mean, I know a lot of times where we find ourselves worried about things, we find ourselves in a place of fear when there isn't anything to be done about it, but think about the protection value of this thing called fear. So the first thing that happens when fear comes up for you, whether you're watching the, the news or whether someone at work does something crazy, whatever it is, when fear comes up, first of all, is there something that can or should be done? Now, now sometimes it's outrageous and we immediately recognize it and we call 911 and hopefully something is taken care of, whether it's a medical emergency or someone breaking, breaking into your home. How useful, how amazingly useful it is to have that adrenaline rush that moves you maybe out of a sound sleep into taking some action. Good deal. Sometimes, though, there is less immediate action, and it is simply a reminder that you have put up with too much for too long. And there is still something that needs to be done. I know many people go through abusive relationships where they feel stuck for a really long time. And it is that, that sense of fear, that sense of self-preservation that perhaps ultimately creates the movement towards getting out of a difficult relationship to leaving behind an abusive boss and a working situation, whatever it is, sometimes that slow burning kind of fear, that, that feeling of I just can't take one more day will move us into a change that will make all the difference in our lives. So two really good reasons why fear exists, two really important reasons why whenever fear comes up, the first thing we need to do is listen to it. Is there a message here? Do I need to take action? Maybe some action that I have put off for a really, really long time needs to be addressed. Okay, there's also though the fear whether we're watching TV and something awful that happens, whether we're uh, maybe reading the newspaper and really upset, and somehow it's involving people removed from us. It's involving maybe people that we don't know. Nonetheless, it brings up fear for us, whether it be safety issues, whether it's worrying about our friends living in distant cities, whether it's maybe violence being done to, uh, to groups of people that we treasure, whatever it is, sometimes these are also calls for social justice. 
And so do not think for a minute that sometimes those fears mean that we are powerless against it. You know, not too long ago, a spate of gun violence here in America had me wondering, what can I do about this? I'm fearful for my friends. And it occurred to me, I'm not entirely powerless. I wrote some letters to Congress people. I sent some money to the Southern Legal Defense Fund, right? There are things we can do on the planet also that will make us feel better, that will make us have that sense of participation in justice occurring in the world. So if fear comes up for you as a result of maybe something that happens in the newspaper, it may not even be people that you personally know it can be a reminder that action needs to take place. So take that action, do what you can, and I will tell you, you will feel better for it. Not only will you be doing what needs to be done, not only will you be making some progress in this planet to alleviate fear and bad circumstances for other people and maybe even your own family, but you will help dispel that fear in your own heart. Okay, now, what about the fear where there's really nothing to be done? There are those kinds of fears, too. Sometimes we find ourselves awake late at night, and there is simply nothing really to be done. We have a sleepless night. Sometimes we'll read about something that, you know, not too long ago, there was a, a story from Disney World about someone losing a child, and that fear for me and my, you know, and it doesn't make sense. Does it necessarily make sense that I would be worrying about families in Disney World? Of course not. And yet the fear is there, that sense of the, the world gone a little bit crazy, that sense of, of people living under circumstances that they shouldn't or, or that we would have wanted to prevent exists. What can I do about it? Well, first of all, we can do something about our own fear. And that leads me to our joke. <laughs> I know, you weren't expecting it. I managed to pull it out on you. So a silly young man goes into a barber shop with his iPod and headphones on. Now you'll want to take that off your head, says the barber. Oh, I can't, says the young man. I'll die. Well, now wait a minute. I can't cut your hair with headphones on, says the barber, getting annoyed. They really can't come off, says the young man. Really, I'll die. Well, the barber is a little outraged, a little flustered. He pulls off the headphones and throws them into a side chair next to the young man. Within seconds, the silly young man starts turning blue. Within a minute, he's fainted dead away. The barber picks up the headphones and listens. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. That is a place that we can actually begin the process of dispelling fear. All right, time for a minor audience participation. What happens to your body when fear is up for you, when you're afraid or anxious of something? What happens to your body? We hold our breath, a tightness in the chest. What else? Adrenaline goes through our, our system. Anything else? Blood pressure goes up. Okay, so what we're describing, of course, is that classic flight 
or fight mechanism. And often it will start as a, a tightness in our chest. We start shallow, rapid breathing, right? And that's the, the kind of breathing that a runner would have or someone involved in, in uh, intense physical activity. The idea being that if we're going to be running 40 miles an hour away from something, it's motivating our body with the adrenaline and the, and, and the breath necessary to, to carry us along there. Or maybe also the oxygenation of our muscles. Maybe we're going to duke it out. Maybe there is something that is actually going to cause us to, to need to defend ourselves physically in the world. That is what that mechanism is. Now what happens if there's no outlet for it, right? Because in 80% of the times when fear is up for us, there's nothing particular in that instant that we need to do. And I gotta tell you, those feelings of fight or flight, that, that adrenaline rush, that, those are the stress hormones. That what ages us, that, what, that is what brings a, a anxiety on us for long periods of time. We want to eliminate that. Thich Nhat Hanh says the first place we go is our breath. One of the things that we can do is simply change our breathing pattern. So when we're anxious, when we're afraid, we're breathing on the top part of our lungs and it's shallow and feels constricted. So on purpose, when you feel fear in you, start breathing on the lower half of your lungs and make it be slow and measured. And believe it or not, within about five breaths, Blood pressure will go. In fact, this is a good trick. If you're ever going to the doctor and you have hypertension and you want to freak them out with how low your blood pressure is, <laughs> slow and even from the, well, I know I shouldn't be telling people how to, how to fake out your doctors. But honestly, within four or five slow and deep breaths and follow your abdomen rather than your chest as, as you take the breaths, your blood pressure will go down, any cortisol or things like that, adrenaline rushing through your blood system, your body will turn that off, and within a few deep breaths, you will be centered and you will be calm. And in fact, in the yogic tradition, the idea of pranayama breathing, if you want to do a few ujjayi breaths, and I bet there are a few people in here maybe who even know what ujjayi breathing is, it's like we constrict that glottal stop in the, in the back of our throat, just like a swimmer would to avoid water going into their lungs. You constrict it not to shut off the air, but just close it down just a little bit. That gives your body the message, all is well. My life is in balance. So the first thing you do again, breathe, breathe. Literally, you can change your level of feelings of fear through your breath. The other thing Thich Nhat Hanh says, though, sometimes do you just feel energized? The, 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 when the adrenaline's rushing through you, the thought of, well, I'll just sit down and breathe a minute almost sounds foreign if you've been in that place, in that flight or fight mechanism. And so another thing he recommends is to get physically tired, to physically work it out. So if you're stressed out, if you're angry, if you're afraid, that's actually a good time to go for a run. It's actually a good time for a workout at the gym because you'll be using up that chemical energy that's running through your body. And he suggests that you do it very mindfully 
sinfully. So if you're like at the gym and you're lifting weights, you actually picture yourself doing that. So it's like your mind doesn't wander. You really focus on now I'm lowering now I'm raising, the, or if you're running, you focus really on running and your feet going out in front, right? Not I'm thinking about that awful thing that happened, not I'm imagining what fearful thing could happen. You concentrate 100% on the physical activity. Make it a mindful run or a mindful lifting of the weights. You'll not only work out the adrenaline-fueled uh, toxins in your body, but again, you'll have that effect of concentrating your energy into the present moment where nothing fearful is actually happening. Who here, though, after all is said and done, has had a sleepless night from worry? Now, fess up. I'm holding my hand. Uh, all right. I think nearly everyone on the planet has worried themselves not to sleep. <laughs> Thich Nhat Hanh actually has an exercise for this, and I want to share it with you. And he invites you to even record your own voice going through this, so that at a later time, if you want to relax yourself, you can. So I'm going to do a little bit of a guided meditation for us. You can close your eyes, if you like, uh, or not. It doesn't really matter, because this is really a relaxation exercise. And if anyone should fall asleep during it, you have my permission. It's actually, right? You know, usually on Sundays, it's, I take it you know, as a kindness not to fall asleep while I'm talking. But today, it actually... It actually would be okay. Here's what he says about this. He says, if your fear and anxiety keep you up at night, deep relaxation can help. Lying awake, you can enjoy the practice of total relaxation. You can follow your breathing in and out. Sometimes it will help you get some sleep, but even if you don't sleep, it will nourish you and allow you to get the rest you need. So just sit comfortably with your arms at your sides. Make yourself as comfortable as you can. Allow your body to relax. Be aware of the floor beneath you and the contact of your feet on the floor. Allow your body to sink into the floor and just breathe. Breathe in and breathe out. Become aware of your breathing as it rises and falls, breathing in and breathing out, rising and falling, rising and falling. Breathing in, breathe, bring your awareness to your eyes. Breathing out, allow your eyes to relax. Allow your eyes just to quietly close. Let go of all of the tension in the many tiny muscles around your eyes and face. Our eyes allow us to see a paradise of shapes, colors, events, and people. For now, allow them to rest. Send love and gratitude to your eyes. We breathe in and we breathe out. You may say to yourself, 
Breathing in, I am aware of my eyes. Breathing out, I smile with my eyes. Breathing in, we now bring our consciousness to our mouth. Breathing out, allow your mouth to relax. Release the tension around your mouth. The many hundreds of small little muscles allowing you to smile, to laugh, to frown. Let them rest now. Your lips are the petals of a flower. Let a gentle smile bloom on your lips. Smiling releases the tension in the dozens of muscles in your face. Feel the tension released. Allow your jaw, your throat, your cheeks to rest. Breathing in, bring your awareness to your shoulders. And breathing out, allow your shoulders to relax. Let them sink into the floor. Let all the accumulated tensions of the day, the week, the month, maybe longer, allow them to flow into the floor. You carry so much on your shoulders. Allow them to relax. Send your shoulders love and relaxation. Breathing in, become aware of your arms. And breathing out, relax those arms. Relax your elbows, your lower arms, your wrists, your hands, your fingers, all the many muscles. Just relax your hands, your arms. Breathing in, bring awareness to your heart. And breathing out, allow your heart to relax. Your heart is the gateway to your soul to love itself. Allow this muscle to relax. You may have neglected your heart, your emotions, your, your sense of who you are for a long time. Today, we allow it to relax. Embrace your heart with mindfulness and tenderness, reconciling and taking care of your most innermost being. Say to yourself as you breathe, breathing in, I am aware of my heart. And breathing out, I smile and love my heart. Breathing in, bring awareness to your legs. And breathing out, allow your legs to relax. Release all of the tension in your legs, your thighs, your knees, your calves, your ankles, your feet, even all the little tiny muscles in your toes. You may wish to move your toes a little bit just to sense them relaxing. Send your love and your care to your legs and your toes. We breathe in and we breathe out. Sense the lightness of your body now, having let go of all this tension, of all these cares. Breathe in and breathe out. Almost ready to float, you are light of being, pure energy, pure delight. You are as free as a cloud floating in the sky. Like duckweed floating on the water, you are free.
as we continue breathing, we bring our awareness back to the room. And following your breathing, you can become aware of your arms, your legs, your, your physical body. Know that you can recall this meditation easily when you find yourself in a place of sleeplessness. Know that this relaxation is as close to you as your breath. This is freedom. This is the very nature of who you are. And so when you're ready, I just invite you to open your, your eyes and become present. So my summary for this month on dispelling and using fear is a simple one. First, know that fear is useful. Know that it exists for a reason. Act upon it when it is useful. Do what you need to do to change unwanted circumstances. Use it for social change and change in the world as best you can. But do not allow it to control you. It is an emotion like any other emotion. It will come and it will go. And if it's not to be useful, then let us dissipate it. We can use exercise. We can use contemplation and meditation. We can use the technique we talked a little bit about last week with that idea of just sitting with it. What am I really afraid of? Is this something real or is it just in my mind? Just something that I can gently reassure myself, I am here, I am good, and just allow it to dissipate. So I invite you to begin having a plan and a technique for what you want to do with the fears that come your way. And in fact, that's my homework for this week. If you would, in this week or beyond, the next time you feel fearful, begin a plan. What is my plan for working through fear? How can I act upon it when that's appropriate? How can I dissipate it, which is more likely the case, when there's nothing to be done? What's your plan? Is it breathing? Is it recording yourself with a relaxation tape? Um, is it bringing something uh, like exercise in your life to, to work out some of the, um, the adrenaline that's moving through your body? What is your plan? If you have a plan, you will be prepared. You will be able to use this thing called fear in a positive way and then let it go. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, one goodness. There is but this thing called God. Nothing outside of it, nothing separate from it. There is only God. And what I know about God is that there is no fear there, that fear is a human invention. In God there is only peace, only love, only joy, only equality, only people coexisting with themselves as God speaking and interacting with God. And when we claim this, when I claim this for myself, I know that inward gift of God, which is peace and joy, it is that coexisting with the, my fellows and uh, on this planet in that place of equanimity, it is peace. And so I claim peace on this day for each person within the hearing of my voice. There is peace. 
And as we claim it in our own hearts, as we we live it in our own minds, it is reflected back to us. Peace will be the norm. Fear so easily banished. And so I'm grateful for this awareness. I'm grateful to be here in the power and presence of of God as it shows up so beautifully every Sunday right in this room. So grateful to be a loving witness to life unfolding. And in gratitude, I release this prayer into the activity and action of the law itself. I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. So glad you were here. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.